for you. <sighs> mm hmm Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, with the font, though, because I, I downloaded it, but can you use it on your actual keyboard is the question. What do you mean? Like, if I downloaded this font, can I use it on my phone keyboard as, like, another keyboard? Like, you have the emoji keyboard. You have your Bitmoji keyboard. No, I don't think you get a Kurt Cobain keyboard. So you can't so write only for long, like elaborate like, text messages to people in Kurt Cobain font. Damn. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> and I would be ashamed. <laughs> Welcome to episode 18 of Were You Even Listening? Oh, no. <laughs> now everybody's gonna know. They were gonna find out anyway, I'm true. sure. True, true. Yeah. What's on this episode? Uh, well, we got so much stuff we're talking about. We're talking about Kelly Yukis' new album, Cardi B's new album, other new albums and releases, and some crazy news. Wow, that was... There was a lot of energy in that read <laughs> that you just did. I'm really... So glad that you're so high energy and like ready and excited to do this episode. I am. <laughs> Here's our intro music. Stop. <laughs> no, like, like seriously, I cannot tell you how much I need that to go away. I didn't Why? like it. I didn't like it to begin with. I certainly don't like it now that it's everything. I don't love that we have a whole group chat devoted to talking about this goddamn child. Just like Why you have yodeling in your in, heart. I hate it. Have you listened? Okay, have you listened to the EDM remix? Because I don't want quiet. to hear the EDM remix. <laughs> so I don't care. If a kid started doing that in my Walmart, I would. My first thought would not be to record it. It would be to leave because that that is unholy. I thought you were going to say something... if somebody did that in my Walmart, you would get beat. There <laughs> like was something some Philly stuff going. Yeah, on. no, you would. But also, <laughs> I would leave because I can't. I just. I can't. I. I. I wonder I where that Walmart like was it. too, because I feel like it had to have been in the South. There's no way that it wasn't. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, now that the artist who did that song originally has gotten, like, 5,000% more streams this month because of this yodeling child. <laughs> Teach your children manners. Don't let your children yodel in public spaces. <laughs> like, take away number one. Take away number two. Stop. And I bet they're profiting off this, like, hardcore, too. Oh, Absolutely. And they made a second video of him, like, in a cart, in, like, the front seat of a cart where, like, children sit. And, like, he's way too big for that cart. And I'm like, why are you doing this? And also, why are you wearing a cowboy hat in Walmart? It made my blood just, like, boil. And I, I cannot express the pain I feel whenever someone mentions that video in my presence. I see. <laughs> well, now you know. So... Natalie, what have you been listening to? Oh, god! Other than so the much. Godforsaken Yodeling Child. Yeah, other than the EDM remix of the Yodel Boy. Um, I've been listening to uh, a lot of new stuff, obviously. Unknown Mortal Orchestra, Cardi B, Cali, Uchis, or Yukis, however you say it. Um, 
pretty much mo- mostly new stuff, I, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't been going back and listening to anything old, except for I did go back and I've been listening to No MB. That's not, like, old, but it's from, like, a few weeks ago, um, because we're going to see him on Sunday, so I've been listening to that album. Um, and then stuff uh, from people who are going to Coachella. I've been trying to, like, lean more exclusively towards that in mm-hmm. preparation, so. Makes sense. Yeah. I also just bought tickets to see Brockhampton at Town Ballroom this summer it's not a bad seat in the house there's not, it's tiered yeah <laughs> what um, have you been listening to that's cool well basically a lot of new stuff as you said because we had a, there was a lot this week mm-hmm. um i reviewed kelly just for the paper um so i was i was listening to that primarily but also dove into unknown mortal orchestra's sex and food which is a really weird album and i don't like most of it but there's definitely some songs on there that i love and we'll talk about that later Listen to the new Wonder Years, it's fine. Listen to the new Eels album, which is also fine. Um, Why Oaks, The Louder I Call, The Faster It Runs, I really ended up enjoying, even though I didn't like the first single that released off of it. Because I think just listening to it in context kind of made me um, understand and kind of appreciate the album more. It's a lot less folky than I thought it was actually going, going to, to be. be. Yeah. Um, which is nice. And it's it was a good album. Um, and then I've just been listening to... A lot of the stuff I normally listen to, like a lot of Block Party recently, because I got in a conversation about Block Party last week that has just kind of reignited my passion for two of their six albums. Yeah, actually, like speaking of Block Party, I have been listening to Lights, Camera, Oxycontin playlist that we talked about, like one of the very first episodes mm-hmm. that we did, which has that type of vibe on it. It's got like TV on the radio, Block Party, The National, but yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I've been listening to that too. Oh, also, can't believe I didn't even mention this. Oh, me neither. <laughs> I started a new playlist on Spotify. Great. Called Underrated Music of 2018. I already have one, Underrated Music of 2017, that is completed if you want to check that out. But this one is obviously still a work in progress because the year isn't over yet. But right. Definitely check it out for some good stuff. What is on that now? Well, so far, I mean, with my underrated playlist, it's either going to be songs that have, like, less than 10,000 monthly listeners or, like, less than 10,000 plays on a song, or it's stuff that's actually quite popular, but I just thought it was overlooked or just didn't get enough recognition and it deserved more recognition. So, mm. like, right now I have uh, Lemon Glow by Beach House. Um, it, it's a very popular song. I think a lot of people know Beach House, but I just think it was overlooked. And then I have... Uh, no MBs on there mm-hmm. a few times too so um and soccer mommy soccer mommy's great yeah so that's what i have so far i'll keep working on it and cool keep following it for the updates oh absolutely i'll be <laughs> tuned on it i'll get some notifications whenever you add a new song on spotify just so i can really get the full experience <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on in the world of music well there will be more music from the cure oh cool According to Robert Smith himself, so you know it's legit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's really cool, actually. So they have their big show that they're doing with, like, a a ton of different bands in London coming up. And while The Cure isn't actually playing, there's going to be people playing, like, interpretations of Cure songs. But Smith wants to have new music to perform by the time the um, show at Hyde Park comes around. So I think that'll be really cool. Because it's the 40th anniversary. They've been around for a while. Right. Um, there hasn't been new quote-unquote music in, in a minute. And 
you know, who doesn't love The Cure? I actually think I know a lot of people that don't like The Cure. Well, they're wrong. I know, because I feel like some people consider it, like, The Smiths and The Cure, like, pretentious. I'm like, okay. I, like, I don't like, think so. I mean, maybe The Smiths a little bit, but, like... The Smiths, yeah, it, can be. Yeah, but, like, not The Cure. But, like, they're know. also good, and The Cure has, like, that whole range. They went from, like, the kind of poppy, like, upbeat early 80s to, like, the darker disintegration era, and, like... Disintegration. So good. <laughs> one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh, that is such a good record. I can't mm-hmm. even like describe my love for it. Okay. Right. So you know maybe there'll be some. Turn your sound off. I'm so sorry. Off. My computer. You monster. Going off. But that'll be cool. I'm excited for that. Just like I'm excited for the new Ariana Grande single coming on the 27th of April. Um, that's coming up. Yeah, that's coming up. And Two weeks. It's the first thing she's released since the terrorist bombing that happened at her show in Manchester. Um, and then since then, she's really become, like, an, an advocate. advocate for, like, gun violence and, and that kind of thing. So, I mean, I I think there was a period of time where I didn't really like her, and I think that was around the donut-looking incident. Makes sense. Um, But, like, all, when I think back at it, it's like, she looked a donut, so what? Like, I'm sure there are people that have done worse and didn't get it on camera, so, like, their lives aren't going to be, like under a microscope about uh-huh. it but no i actually really do like her music and um how she's an advocate for not just this but also for women's rights like mm-hmm. she's a strong uh, advocate for women's rights so yeah dangerous woman was kind of surprising to me because like i didn't think i would really like it as much as mm-hmm. i ended up liking it right yeah it was a good album um but yeah so we'll see we'll see what what that what the future holds for that but i'm sure it'll be good hopefully another nikki ariana oh. song one can only hope. Mm-hmm. Side to side, part two. Two queens together in one song. Perfect. <laughs> well, something else that's happening. Um, the worst lineup of 2018 goes to Billboard Hot 100 Music Festival. Powered by Live Nation. Um, Thank you, Live Nation. Like, <laughs> I'm not exaggerating when I say this. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Like, okay. There are, it's bad in the sense that not only do I not recognize a lot of the names, the names I do, I actively do not like, aside from Kalani, Nothing Nowhere, which even then is kind of like, eh. And actually, that's it. Yeah, so basically, with this lineup, it's like, there's maybe three or four, like, well-known, accessible people that a lot of... A lot of people probably do like, even if necessarily I don't like them. Sure. Like Future and, and the Man and, and the DJ Wilderness Snake. people like. Yeah, and Kalani. Um, so you know that might bring people in, but like, that's not enough to bring people in. And then you have the rest of these random people. Lil Zan. Bad Barbie. That's the girl from the Doctor Phil show. It's Catch show. Me Outside. It's Catch Me Outside, girl. Like what? Honey? Yeah. Who? The Shoreline Mafia. Roses, who like three people know, I'm pretty sure. I'm quite confident three people know. Liv is fine. Like, they're okay. I've heard of them before. Daya's gonna be there, which. I mean, we got her, so. Yeah, she came to Edinburgh last year. Yeah. Um, Ray Schremmerd, people like, and that'll probably be a fun. Like, it'll be a fun show, probably. Like, I don't wanna be too down on this, especially because, like, this isn't for us. Right, that's true. But, like, Damn. <laughs> French Montana isn't bad either. French I mean, Montana has, has, he has, he has a, some a good lot songs. Of um, and then, like, like Rich the Kid is on here, which I, his album wasn't that bad. It's just I feel like he's not well known enough for people to want to buy tickets to go see his set, you know? Well, I think a lot of people know him under his 
previous name too. So there might not be that connection yet. Right, right. Until he kind of redevelops that brand or whatever. Machine Gun Kelly. Wow. Missed that one somehow. (laughs) Great. London Richards. Yeah, so... A bunch of people that I've never heard of before. I mean, if you're going to be around Long Island August 18th and 19th and want to spend $80 on a miniature festival, that'll probably end up being somewhat fun. There's still one person who hasn't been um, announced yet. So... Oh, yeah, and the one artist that's coming soon has to probably start with, like, a C or an S or another curve-shaped letter because the letter is coming out of the thing, so, like, you can see part of it. So that's my detective work for the day. Thank you. (laughs) Just, like, a whole Nancy Drew situation here trying to figure out who the the surprise artist is going to be. I used to read Nancy Drew a lot. I didn't, but I know who she is. Um, do you want to introduce the last piece of news? Yeah, sure, I guess. Um, so Songwriters Fonts is a new project that creates downloadable typefaces built from the handwriting of dead rock stars, including Kurt Cobain, David Bowie, John Lennon, Leonard Cohen, and Serge Gainsbourg. This is the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And then, come, lo and behold, you know, I put this on the docket thinking that'll be fun to talk about. Natalie's already downloaded the Kurt Cobain font. Like. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me explain disgusting. myself. I didn't know that this was going to be on the news until, like, right before we sat down and did it. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Should I tell them that I have the Kurt Cobain font or should I just let it ride out? But I figured I'll come clean and I'll tell them that I have it. But in my defense, I did not technically get it myself. It was sent to me. Even worse. By my brother. My brother sent me Kurt Cobain's font and was like, download this. And I was like, oh, okay. The font is for personal use only. Um, and it's supposed to be designed as a way to get songwriters to kind of look at their work differently or be inspired by seeing their work in, like, the word slash handwriting of a star that they look up to, basically. Hmm. I haven't used the font yet, so, like, I can't get it. All it's going to lead to is, like, really bad Kurt letter notes. Right. People trying to be, like, artsy and, like, Yo. using that font to, like, oh write God. poetry. I'm going to have to stay off Tumblr for put it on put it on, like, years. Instagram and Tumblr or something. Yeah, no, it's going to be, like, a picture. It's going to be, like, that, Pinterest. Duck, that duck picture of Lana Del Rey. <laughs> um, and then with, like, Kurt Cobain font in front in white, it's, like, <laughs> insert Lana Del Rey quote here. Oh, no. I remember that picture too. <laughs> I remember we talked about it on Subverse, and there was like this whole like discussion about yeah. it. We dedicated so much time to it. I just... If you don't know what picture I'm talking about, let me make sure that this works. Let me make sure that you can just Google Lana Del Rey duck picture, and it'll come up because it. It might. has to. That has to be yeah. the first thing that comes up. Duck face. No, not that. Oh, it's just gonna be her like looking into the camera. I don't think it's gonna show the one that I'm looking for. Maybe, like, Lana Del Rey <laughs> duck Tumblr. I forget what the caption was. Isn't it, like, <laughs> I, don't remember I would what die the every day was. waiting for you or we something? We put it on our Subverse Facebook page. Oh, we did. It'd be easier to probably find it that way. Considering... Yeah, so, that, so like us on Subverse. And you'll be able to see. <laughs> on our Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> Which is facebook.com backslash subverse WFSE. I just, I remember finding that image and then just dying, like, dying completely laughing because of that. 
It was great. It was such a good time. Um, but if you want to check out these fonts for yourself, then you can Google them. I'm not linking them. Right. No, we're not gonna. We're not gonna contribute to this. I'm not gonna endorse this product. But thank you. <laughs> when we come back, we'll have some new singles for this week, as well as albums from last week. So stay tuned right here to Were You Even Listening. a special guest. Hello, Livia. Hello, it me. Welcome. Resident Dance Gavin Dance fan. Hi. Um, I wasn't thinking that we were going to be talking about Dance Gavin Dance's new single, Midnight Crusade, alongside our singles list this week. But I wore a Dance Gavin Dance shirt anyway, just in case. So it's like fate. <laughs> Crazy how it works fate. out. It had to happen. It had to happen. <laughs> um, so there are several new singles out this week that we're going to talk about. Um, the first, of course, being Midnight Crusade by Dance Cabin Dance from their forthcoming album, Artificial Selection, out June 6th on Rise Records. June 8th. June 8th. You got me. You almost got me, Natalie. <laughs> I'm just sitting here. So I just played it in here. Natalie, what were your thoughts as someone who doesn't listen to Dance Cabin Dance because um, you're a normie? Right, exactly. Uh, please don't use that term. With me. <laughs> um, well, my thoughts. I mean, I've I've heard Dance Gam and Dance before, so it. I mean, it was expected that that was what it would sound like. It was, you know, screamy, angsty, pretty much everything that I I already knew about yeah. Dance Gam and Dance. Hence why I never listened further. But mm-hmm. it just kind of confirmed that I guess. See, for it's me. curious to me because you like the Deftones, I and love they are Deftones. almost the same band. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, Very they nearly. Not. They have worked with Chino Moreno from the Deftones. Okay, and that doesn't with mean them. anything. <laughs> okay. I see. So you didn't love it, I guess. It, no, I would never listen to it again, probably. But I didn't hate it, either. Mm. I'll just say okay. that. I didn't hate it. I just probably fair. wouldn't listen to it again unless forced. Like, if you put it on the car and I didn't have the aux cord or something. Mm. You know. Well, that's the mistake you make when you hand me your phone whenever we go places. You're at the, at the mercy of whatever I'm feeling at that moment. But um, I I think I like it. It definitely kind of grew on me, I think. Um, first listen, I wasn't necessarily really feeling it that much, and then I kind of got more into it, um, which was different because usually I kind of just love almost everything that they put out, like especially with their last album, Mothership. The first single that they released for that was like perfect. Um, so this one was just kind of different but if it's the tone that the whole album's gonna be then i mean that's that's fine with me mm-hmm. basically yeah i think it's a decent first single it definitely is gonna have to grow on me a little bit uh the music video it's a little funky but i like john mess as the robot <laughs> yeah i like when they did his hair that was cute funky is a really good word for it yeah um especially so, like the bridge yeah the bridge was nice i yeah. like that so as Britton and livia being dance game and dance fans mm-hmm how would you compare, because I don't listen to Dance Gavin Dance, for me, a non-listener, uh-huh. how would you compare this new single compared to, like, old work? Like, do you think they're stepping away or, like, continuing? Um, oh, it's still DGD. Yeah, okay. it's, <laughs> it's absolutely still the same band. It's not, like, a, it's not a fever to pretty odd situation. Right. Like, <laughs> it's, it's very much still them. Um, it just, it feels kind of more 
in line with the earlier stuff that Tillian worked on. Yeah, it doesn't. Darker. It feels like kind of darker, a little rougher. Um, his voice is like audibly kind of like cracking during it. Yeah, he has like some grit to it. Yeah. And grit. I liked the smooth vocals before, but I also like that this will be a departure from that. Mm-hmm. You know, this will like set it apart a little bit more. Yeah. So, I mean, it's fine so far. We'll see. I'm excited for the whole album. Of course, yeah. I'm going to be. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, there's that. Um, other singles included um, ASAP Rocky's ASAP Forever, which we just listened to. That was so good. I really like it. It's my favorite ASAP Rocky song that's mm. been released in a while. Not ever, but mm. like in a while. In a long time. In a I mean, long time. Got Moby's porcelain sampled in it, it's and that's my favorite so Moby song. Good. So like, and then the music video on top of it, the music video was I great. I really like the music video. It was like artistic and fun. Yeah, and it calls out Frank Ocean. Not really call out, but it's more of like a, a shout a out, salute. a salute to Frank Ocean, <laughs> um, which is always sick. Love Frank. Also, speaking of, if you got the vinyl for Endless, it shipped this week. So, hold on to your pants because. <laughs> get some Frank Ocean vinyl in the mail this week. Um, but yeah, for, for that was kind of my, I guess, introduction, because I don't really listen to ASAP Rocky. And I know you've played him before, but um, this is the first one I've been, like, cognizant of you playing. Right, because um, I forced you to watch the music video. Yeah, but it was good, and I liked <laughs> it a lot. And Moby, old Moby is great, mm-hmm. so I'm glad that that... And it's very present, happened. like, the whole time. Yeah. That, that beats present, mm-hmm, so... Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Livia. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for letting me stand. (laughs) Make sure you guys check out the ARC section in The Spectator this week. You'll be seeing some of these singles heading your way. (laughs) (laughs) These fresh, hot singles. In your area. In your area. (laughs) I wish we could go back in time to that time that I called Brendan Urie Brandon. And I wish we could go back in time to that time where I called 10X on the Black Panther soundtrack, but... How would you have known? I guess, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess that's right. So it's Caliuchus. Yeah. Not Caliuchus. Okay. Okay. Well, here we are. Um, Caliuchus, new album. I thought we established that it was Uchis. Caliuchus. <sighs> new album, Isolation. Really good. It's pretty good. It's really good. Um... So, okay, to unpack a little bit, um, the whole album is really solid, I want to preface with that, but there's definitely room for, I think, some, like, refinement and, like, improvement or whatever, as with any album, really. But for a debut, like, it's so, so solid. Almost every song on here is really good. Um, There's, like, a flair and a style to it that's so, like, distinct, that you hear her voice and you know who's singing. Kind of the way that, like, Amy Winehouse was. Like, you knew that that was Amy singing if she was on, like, a song with Nas or anyone else, really, yeah. Um, Also, speaking of, a few of the songs really remind me of Amy Winehouse. Yeah, no, absolutely. really, I think Flight 22 in particular to me. Flight 22 and Feel Like a Fool, both, like, thematically and the way she's singing. Um, very, very, very reminiscent of, like, early Amy Winehouse, um, which is really cool. And for a debut, there's a lot of, like, star-studded um, features, too. Like, you have Steve Lacey, you have Damon Albarn, um, 
working on tracks that, and she's worked with them before mm-hmm. on other things. So it's and kind Lee of her, like a, yeah, that oh yeah, yeah you Dana just said Moore. that yeah, mm-hmm. um, and she uses them well too. It's not like any specific track that has a feature is outweighed either way, um, which is great. So what were some of your your picks for for top um, songs on here? Well, my favorite songs, I really liked Flight 22 a lot. It mm-hmm. was just kind of almost jazzy in a way, and like, you know, like we just established, really reminded me of Amy Winehouse, and um, I really like Dead to Me. Mm-hmm. I think that one's really good. That, I feel like, is more of a Santa Gold. It like, feels very yeah. much like, like early, like, 2000 Santa Gold. Right, yeah. and I think even some of the other songs, too, like, I didn't really notice that connection until until you said something to me earlier and i was like wow you're right this mm-hmm. is this is channeling it's just it's it's a very layered performance um there's obviously a lot of inspiration here there's a lot of soul there's a lot of jazz there's blues there's um spanish pop like specifically on the one strong uh song nuestros it's really good um the whole thing is just it's it's very it's pretty solid. Very, very just solid. a stranger with Steve Lacey is really good, mm-hmm. and you know I love the internet, and so fun. obviously I would like anything uh, with Steve Lacey. But mm-hmm. it's very fun though. It's like it's a groove. I feel it's yeah. very groovy, and uh, your teeth in my neck is good too. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but Callie was also on a song from his album. Um, I believe so. Which she did, and and Tyler the Creator, she was on yeah his album yeah, yeah. too, and, and then he, Tyler's on, on After yeah. the Storm, yeah, so um, which was a really good single. That was a, a good one to pick, yeah, I think, for this to release as the single. It kind of it, that song After the Storm kind of is the vibe that the rest of the album gives off, right? Even some of the songs are sort of even more nearly new gaze, like. I just kind of get that vibe, like mm-hmm. like as in like we'd play it on some first, and that's the thing. thing that like. I kind of mentioned in my review is like there's obviously a lot of inspiration and there's a lot of ideas but it gets to a point where it's almost like you could have edited this down a little bit more um because 15 tracks is is kind of quote-unquote a lot for a modern album but there's a couple interludes too but there's a couple interludes you know they're not all three minute long songs it's still under an hour um so like the modern listener isn't gonna be you know kind of too tied down to this experience right. it's not like listening to the last moby album <laughs> also like i really like the chore. album cover yeah i like that royal blue with the red mm-hmm. like top notch it's with that. it's kind of classy but simple yeah um which kind of goes for the whole album like the production's right. kind of understated um her voice is generally the focal point in a lot of the songs um her lyrics are strong they're fine um i do get the feeling that it starts to drag on yeah, a little it does. bit, which, it does. you know, that's, you know, that's whatever. But, and it's probably why I wouldn't give it a perfect score, because mm-hmm. I can't say I'm excited for every song. Right. But I'd probably give it, like, an eight. That's, like, feel like a fool when it gets down to that one. Like, that's kind of the standout, I think, towards the end. Um, the last track, I don't even really remember that much. Killer. Uh, yeah. It's so. a short one. I think it's under three minutes. Mm-hmm. So... So, so yeah, very strong. Um, the, it was a week of like a lot of kind of strong releases. Yeah, um, I agree. which was good because we've been kind of waiting for one of those on the show. You want to talk about Cardi B? Sure. Invasion of Privacy just dropped. Um, so good. 
I said a few episodes ago that I was a closeted Cardi B fan, so... I mean, you guys already know now, if you listen to the podcast, how I feel about Cardi B. It's not a secret anymore. Um, but I, for the longest time, I, like, actively refused to listen to her. Um, I don't know. I think it's just because she was popular. I don't know. Mm. I think I was just being that indie person that, like, refused to listen to, like, popular top 40. So, like, I was oh, just... Oh, I've absolutely I was never being, been there before. I was being that person. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, obviously, you and me have different opinions on this album. So, like, why don't you start with your side? Okay. Um, Well, Cardi B's obviously, like, kind of taken a one-trip path to success and stardom, just, like, in what feels like a month and a half, even though she's been sort of around for a little bit at this point. Um, Just, like, everyone is talking about her. And, like, I can't exactly remember the last time a, like, female rap artist was this kind of everywhere with the first album. Nicki Minaj. Like, maybe Nicki, yeah. but then even then... like Even then, it, I don't think she started off this mm-mm. popular. I think her rise was more gradual. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't know. For me, I do want to say that I don't like the whole album front to back. Um, It's definitely not a front to back listen to me. There's a, there's just a few songs that really stand out to me. Um, One of them being Bickenhead. I love that song. It's catchy. It's fun. The bridge is so good. And I feel like it's... I feel like out of all of them, that's, like, what I would consider the hit. Mm. But but it's not. It's not, no. Like, Bodak, Bodak Yellow, Yellow is the hit, so. Yeah. Bickenhead is my Bodak see, Yellow. See, I just, but. I don't see Bodak Yellow. Like, I don't I don't know why that was the hit out of all of the songs yeah, on there. Yeah, maybe just because it was a remix. Maybe. So that, I think that might have been what got it up there. Because um, I really, like, of... I listened to it, I did, like, after you played Bick and Head in the Car, like, 14 times. And, like, <laughs> I like Get Up 10. I think it's a really good introduction to the album. It's kind of everything it seems like she's trying to say and do encapsulated in one song. She's obviously, she's not there to play. She's not there to make friends. She's there to say what she wants to say right. and speak her mind and be open about it. And that's great. Yeah, um, I like how she's true to herself. She's mm-hmm. kind of like a boss-ass bitch. Like, right, and that's her brand. And she has no filter, and I think that's kind of refreshing. And I think mm-hmm. some people don't like that. Like, people don't really like her manners or whatever or her quirkiness or, you know, whatever. But I think she has a great attitude, like her yeah. sassiness. And then, I think people don't necessarily like that about her but i do there was a gq article with her that went online i think yesterday or the day before um where she's just going off about like u.s presidents and like how much she loves fdr and a bunch of like her inspirations and stuff from music coming from history and like she loves politics and there's like a whole lot there's like a whole side it seems like people aren't getting if you just listen to the album Mm -hmm. um but when you get kind of the whole picture of of who she is it's like it makes a lot of sense then when you put it into the music and like i'm definitely a fan of who she is i think i like her attitude yeah and i think that's even probably why i like some of those songs is because i like her attitude Mm -hmm. um and she you know she has some great collabs obviously the best being scissor i do is definitely a standard i do is good um i liked best life with chance that was good those too. were the other, those were the three. Um, Get Up Ten, I Do, and Best Life were the three that I I enjoyed. I liked um Bickenhead, I Do with SZA, and She Bad was mm. was pretty good too. But I do have, I do really like Through Your Phone. It's kind of scary. She sings in it, which is 
different from the rest of the album where she's more raps. Mm-hmm. But um, I just think like it's a very real and unfiltered reaction to being betrayed and cheated on by mm-hmm. the person that you love and trust. Well, that's like that's the whole album. Yeah, it, that's uh, yeah, the, it is. That's the theme. Right. Yeah. I just I don't know. Like I want to read one lyric specifically to okay. like describe this vibe on this song. Getting more mad at you, thinking about stabbing you. Don't even know that you're this close to dying. You're going to wake up like why you got an attitude. So, like, basically her, like, fantasizing about killing her significant other Mm -hmm. for betraying her. And I think, I don't know, the way she said it, her emotion in it, I thought was very powerful. So, killing your husband in your sleep. Right. I mean, that's very you, too. That's very, like, (laughs) on brand for your likes and desires. Right. I can see why you would connect to that song. So, I mean, Cardi B, you know, she went from being a stripper to, like, being a very successful woman. Mm-hmm. And I respect it. Absolutely. So. Like, I definitely, I I don't love every song on the album. I don't love most of the songs on the right, album, to right. be honest with you. But it's not, I, like, I see, I see what she's doing. I respect everything that like her game her hustle her everything like i i get it and i appreciate it and i think we need more like just unapologetically positive like women role models especially in the rap industry Mm -hmm. so that's great you know we also had that came out unknown mortal orchestra with sex and food (laughs) completely different 180 (laughs) um unknown mortal orchestra sex and food is just like oh I just, I don't know. Okay, it wasn't great, but also I don't think it was that bad. Like, there was there was some good stuff on there, like, specifically Ministry of Alienation and mm-hmm. Honeybee, mm-hmm. I thought were good. Mm-hmm. Um, rest of it's, like, I like Not In Love, We're Just High, which I think was one of the singles that yeah, was released was. before, but I don't know what the lyrics are, but I'm convinced it's just, like, made up sounds and like suffixes or something like yeah, it's, it's not just, actual sentences the this one is so curious because like on multi-love their album from 2015 i think yeah 2015 you can still kind of tell what he's singing right a little bit kind of sometimes and there's like there's whole sentences there like there's lyrics and then you get to this one and it's just like you're getting half of a word you're getting one <laughs> syllable that's it that's all you're doing is set to a repetitive funky beat for most of the songs. And then the other one that's just, like, heavy guitar and distortion. And I'm just like, I don't know what you're trying to do other than actively make, like, the antithesis to music in a lot of these songs. And that's whatever. You know, if that's their brand, that's right. cool. But Honeybee is amazing, and I keep listening to it, and I cannot stop. And That's pretty good. I it like is that one a lot. so, so good. It's um, catchy, I think. I think it's very, can get sucked Very in your catchy. Head. Very, like funky and fresh and modern sounding um internet of love i really also like it's it reminds me of the pattern is movement cover of untitled how does it feel by d'angelo which is a very specific (laughs) reference but um it's so good and that's those are the two that i keep kind of bouncing back to um, Ministry of Alienation is pretty solid, too. That feels more like something that would be on multi-love. Right. Um, I think that's why I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Um, American Guilt feels really out of place yes, in this album. And also, it's just, like, a bad song. Right. Like, everything else is mellow and chill, <laughs> and then you have this song come on, and you're like, okay, maybe not. What were you thinking? <laughs> like, I don't understand why. Because then it but... just goes into 
Internet of Love, which is a very yeah. chill, kind of relaxed, slow jam. I feel like it just had no place being on this, but, yeah. you know, it is what it is. It is There's definitely nothing quite as catchy as, like, can't keep check of my phone, mm-hmm. or so good at being in trouble mm-hmm. on here, except for maybe Honeybee. But Yeah, there aren't really yeah. any, like, hits, quote-unquote. Yeah. Like, there's nothing on here that really defines the the genre that they're working in, the kind of, like, neo-psychedelia slash alternative rock thing. But Honey Bee is so good. <laughs> like, I, so, I, biggest takeaway from this is I, listen to Honey Bee. I cannot stress enough how good of a song that is. So, 30 Seconds to Mars also had a new album called America. We I didn't, didn't listen, listen to it. To it. Yeah. I actively didn't want we, to listen to it. We decided not to. I Yeah, I'm not... Probably, I'll probably get around to it at some point. Yeah, I think I will. I just, I I mean, I wanted to listen to the one song because it had ASAP Rocky on it, and that wasn't even really, it was okay. It was not my priority to listen to this album. Yeah, exactly. Um, So we're just going to move on. Great. Um, There's also the Wonder Years, Sister Cities. I didn't listen to that. I did. um, I liked the singles that came out for it. Um, Like three of the songs had come out um, a little while ago. It was Pyramids Assault and Sister Cities and one of the other ones that I can't remember. But Sister Cities is, like, a good song, and it's a kind of harder... Um, it's more It's more hard... It's it's a rock album. It's not a pop-punk album, um, which is great because I wasn't really in the mood for that. And it, it kind of just shows that what the Wonder Years have really actually grown as a band. We see a lot of people in the pop-punk scene is kind of clinging to the same things over and over and over again. Um, so much that almost all of the bands in that scene sound exactly the same now. Um, so considering that the Wonder Years was kind of there at the start, they are growing and going on a different direction. And like, while I definitely didn't love every song on the album, um, it does tell a story over the course of it. It's all about the travels that they had like as a band and going on tour, and each song was like written based off instances from different cities, basically. And it's cool, and like, it's it's not going to end up being like a favorite album of mine from this year but it's one that i'll probably go back to at some point um i listened to them a lot in like eighth grade so i've kind of always been paying <laughs> attention but that, yeah it's i don't think it's as good as no closer to their have to heaven their album from 2015 um that was really good like very very good um so if you haven't listened to that and you end up liking any of the songs on Sister Cities, go back because I think that's a, it's kind of a stronger album, both thematically and and musically. But nice. But yeah. Uh, we also have Eels with the Destruction. Mm-hmm. So Eels have been around for a while, and they're another th- band that I've kind of listened to just occasionally. Um, specifically, their one album. Um, that I can't remember the name of, but the album cover is black and it has the eels in white and then the album cover in orange, like the album yes, name. Yes, I love that, that album. One. Yeah. Uh, that's the one that has fresh blood on it. Yeah, I can't yes. remember the name of that album, but that's the, the one that I like. <laughs> um, it's, we, we must really like it. <laughs> yeah, it's um, very like 90s alternative sounding. There's I agree some with orchestral flair. It sounds, this is very specific, and I know I do this a lot where I compare things to like other things and then give a year, but like it sounds like if Beck wrote an album like Midnight Vultures but was just really angry it's very that type of of songwriting um specifically Bone Try it literally sounds like a Beck song from that time um like Loser sort of but but more 
in the vein of like Midnight Vultures. So it's um it's good. It's fine. And I definitely I didn't get a chance to listen to like all of it, but that was mm-hmm. definitely like first impression for me for that. Nice. Um, and then the last thing we have is Why Oak, the louder I call, the faster it runs. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about the single that was released yeah. last week, and we were just like, oh, this kind of sounds like every other indie song, you know, band ever. But that one's actually not that bad. Yeah. I um, think after a listen to that. Like, it just it needed the context, I think, right. of the rest of the album and the vibe that it gives off. It's really breezy. Like, that's the only way to describe it. It's, like, whimsical. It's very summer. You're traveling, like, with the top down of your, your car-type mm-hmm. album. It's um, it's it's bright. You know, like, it's, it's kind of an uplifting experience. And the vocals are really, um, like, wispy, and they come and they go, but they drive kind of every song effectively. And there's definitely a mood that's being pinpointed here um, that hasn't been present really, I think, in a while, um, at least with albums that I've been listening to. So it's kind of like just refreshing to, to hear something that's a little folky, but not to the point where you're like a Decemberists album. <laughs> that's always good. Yeah. Um, I think the instrument was my favorite song. Yeah, I was I pretty mellow, and I liked it. Uh, the symmetry is good, too. Uh, Jen Wessner's voice, like, she has a great voice, first of all. Absolutely. And it reminds me of St. Vincent or, like, a subdued Grace Mitchell. Yeah, no, sub, um, St. Vincent is kind of what I got from a lot of the songs, specifically Symmetry is the one that I wrote this about. Right. Um, because it sounds like if um, Mass Seduction was just kind of lighter and easier to get into. Right. Like, if you're not already a fan of St. Vincent, it it her her music can kind of come off as like caustic and hard to listen to sometimes like unless you're really either in that mood or super about the type of music she makes and i love saint vincent but like this is kind of an album that i think i would show people over that even though it's the same kind of overall vibe on some of the songs um this one is just more like I don't know, easier for to digest, I guess. Like, it's more palatable. I agree. That's everything that came out this week. Next week, we got King Tough, the mm-hmm. other, A Place to Bury Strangers, pinned. And I guess a bunch of stuff that Britain's never heard of. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming out. And, <laughs> and like, stuff that I probably Nothing never heard that of. really, like, caught my eye other than King Tough. Um, King Tough had a single from this album. Um, I think it's called Rolling Star or Roving Star, or Star Roving, or something like that. It has star in it. All the stars. I know it has the word star in it, and it's fun. Um, it's a fun song. And then Place to Bury Strangers, um, I've liked for a while, but apparently it doesn't have really good reviews, so we'll find out. Hmm. I guess we'll find out next week. Mm-hmm. Um, along with that, make sure you check out Subverse tomorrow, 7 to 9. We're going to be having some new music in there, because we haven't had new music in a while, besides yeah. our female um two hours which went really well it did go very well i hope you guys tuned into that because it was fun um you know check out spectator music stuff tune into 88.9 check out merchandise check out the shop.spreadshirt.com you know thanks for listening as always thank you for listening if you um like directly disagree with anything that we've said today let us know i love arguing with people yes and 
I think we're good arguers. Like, we're not just going to be Respectful. Yeah, we're not going to be the people who are, like, on the, like, left, and then somebody else is on the right, and then you're just like, well, you suck, you know. We'll, we'll get into an intellectual discussion. That's not really personal. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Here's our outro music. Thank great. You. What a great way to end off this show. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah.